All right, duck. What are you doing? Hey, old shug. Where are you going? Who's that lad? Who's that lad? Voice notes, lad. Voice notes, lad. It's Liam. Hello everybody, welcome to episode 33, 33 of the Voice Notes Podcast, presented to, you, presented to you by our friends, Faster Pasta, Cambridge's premier fresh pasta delivery service. Welcome back everybody, how's it going? I um, uh, hope everyone is well, fairly busy um, week for myself, I hope everyone's had a pretty good week thus far, This on this Thursday, recording on a Thursday, probably will release it on a Thursday as well, because... Truth be told, don't really do much editing. Um, so, but yeah, I hope everyone's had a had a good um, week thus far. Um, busy week for myself, just obviously working as per usual. Um, and moved back to the Fen, back to the Fenland. Um, uh, as you know from last week, um, bit of a pain as moving, not moving back to the Fen, but moving in general, bit of a pain, isn't it? Um, as Everybody well knows, um, but I was fairly organised for this like for the first time in my life, so it seems so it wasn't too bad. Like I put everything in um, fucking bin bags, which I got so many comments from people, um, women that I know who are friends. Um, I said that like I'm you know hiding something. Women that who are friends, <laughs> like I've got some sort of jealous mad girlfriend. Um, but like women on my social media um, post because I posted like our packing with like pictures of bin bags and they were like this is the most blokey thing ever this is the most blokish thing it's like get the fuck off my back I'm just packing alright just leave me alone anyway um, but yeah packed all uh, kind of pretty much all unpacked now just sort of acclimatising back to life in the countryside just you know just uh, life back the fen <laughs> um, my web toes have started to grow again, so um, yeah, it's um, pretty normal life. Normal life resuming, but um, yeah, it was farewell to knots and hello to the Fenland, hello to God's country, Fenland. But um, also, what happened this week? A big weekend. Football was back this weekend, which was brilliant. Even though it doesn't really seem that we've had much time away from football because it was a massive summer of football and sport in general. But it was nice to have. I think it was it was good to have this Premier League season back because of. Like last season felt a bit flat because of like there was no one in the fucking stadiums, obviously. But it was great, like even seeing like Old Trafford was absolutely packed. Those like pictures of the Mason Greenwood goal, like it looked fantastic. Every every stadium looked brilliant. It was it just from top to bottom uh, looked great to see and great to see people on the social media on the on the social medias going about their sort of usual like match day routine, which is good. I'm, I can't wait for the next time I go to the football actually. Um, I won't be going this weekend, um, but I'll be renewing my membership and probably getting a season. T- I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this now. I'm probably gonna get a Crystal Palace season ticket next season, not this season, next season. Mark my words. Um, first time in years, so I'm gonna sort that out. Obviously, when the time comes, but I'm gonna get a membership so I can buy tickets and stuff. But yeah, I can't wait to go back to the football. Um, yeah, it was just great. It was great. Really, really, really good to see. I think um, like. It was just, it was just brilliant. I think um, I was going to talk about this because I was going to do, I was going to record on Monday actually, but then stuff got in the way and all that stuff. But I was going to talk about obviously the results and stuff. I think uh, obviously everybody knows what happened because it kicked off on Friday, didn't it? Um, also, pre warning to people: uh, to be, if you if you haven't listened to this podcast already, you definitely know, you should know this. Is pretty much a sports slash football podcast. 
But um, last week, obviously, Man United battered Leeds. Liverpool beat Norwich, which was to be expected. Uh, West Ham won. Spurs beat City, which was probably the upset of the weekend. I don't think you can call... Well, you could probably the upset of the weekend was probably Brentford and Arsenal. But... I think in general, because everyone was saying about Spurs, like, oh, they're not going to fucking do this. You know, they're not going to do that. Um, and they fucking beat them, didn't they? They played really well. And it, was good, quite, it was a good game to watch as well. Also, what else happened? Um, Palace lost, got beat by Chelsea, which is fair enough. Um, first game with Paddy Vieira. I think that was just, there's no shame in getting beat by those teams, especially the Champions of Europe. I think it's just... Um, yeah, those those games we like Palace won't be judged on those games by the end of the season. They'll be judged in games this weekend against or the next two games essentially. Um, uh, Brentford and West Ham we've got. So I think the Brentford game we must. I think can you call it must? I think we need to get something from it because the next three games are after that is like West Ham, which is obviously going to be a difficult game, but winnable. And then it's like Spurs and Liverpool, or Spurs and Man City, I think. So it's you know two very very tough games. So it's um, my friend was asking me, my friend who's a Wolves fan was asking me if we're going to be in a relegation scrap this year. I thought I'd just I'd say ask us after eight or nine games, probably ten games will be a good clear. I don't think we'll be in a relegation scrap because I think we've bought enough players to make ourselves look comfortable, and I think. It's just it's just an exciting time at the moment with Crystal Palace. I'm still excited. I'm still optimistic, even though it's, obviously it's only one game of the season. So I'd have to be a uber pessimist to think otherwise. But I think, uh, yeah, I, I, well, yeah, like I said, I'm repeating myself again. But we're not going to be judged by games against Fingmajiggy, Chelsea, and like Spurs and stuff at the end of the season. We'll be judged by games against Brentford and teams like Norwich, who we should be beating. But I think. Um, yeah, I'm still optimistic for a very good season for Crystal Palace. A very good season counts probably trying to trying to sneak into the top ten. That's 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 what we're aiming for really, and a, and, a, and a cup run. I'd love a cup run. Like I said, like I've said before on this podcast, and I've said to friends, I would lo- if if we were to win the League Cup, I would fucking love it. People slag the League Cup because I think it's been devalued over the last few years because of, mainly thanks to Man City because they just. Win it every single year. I'd love for that for that to be mixed up a bit. Me and obviously Connor have been speaking about this quite a lot on, on the podcast and just in person as well. They should do something about the bigger clubs because in the, in that competition especially because the FA Cup is still like the FA Cup. I think it's lost its magic a little bit, but I think with well last season it didn't because when Leicester won it was it was great. Everyone really liked that, but I think the the League Cup especially it just seems like it's a foregone conclusion. The FA Cup never really feels like it's just like it's going to be one of the top, the top four, top six teams. But um, with the League Cup, it just it just is a full conclusion because nobody really takes it seriously anymore. I think like Liverpool don't don't really care about it. Spurs would Spurs would love it. Arsenal would take it in a, in a heartbeat. I think because I I go back to it, it's, it's a trophy still a trophy, and that's you look at um, uh, when Man City win it, they still celebrate it like it's you know. Well, it's the first trophy of the season, and they're they're a club historically not known for winning a lot of trophies. So I think it's going to be. I'd 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 like to I'd like to see it kind of put a bit more oomph back into it because I just think, yeah, like I said, trophy a trophy is still a trophy, and clubs will value that. I I will always say that 
a club will value a trophy over potential European spots. I think, like, I've got a friend who's a Wolves fan. I think he would maybe disagree with that. But and it'd be interesting to see what other like other kind of perip, like say it's not the right term to use, like perennial, but like big clubs in this country like Leeds or Villa um, would think of winning a League Cup because they're they're a, they, those. I'm going to use those two as examples. They're massive clubs in this country. Also, Everton. Everton would bite your hand off for a um, for a League Cup, for a trophy, for a bit of success. So I think, and I saw this clip of Jamie Carragher, Jamie Carragher and Tony Bellew. Tony, I just want to get back to me kids, Bellew. He was talking about, obviously, this what's a successful season for Everton. Bellew's an Everton fan and he said a trophy. He, he, he wants a trophy. I think, by and large, that's what a lot of Everton fans would want. They've not had a trophy in over 20 odd years and I think that if I had be a bit of a weird one with Everton I'm glad they won at the weekend because well I'm not glad because I'm glad Rafa won actually because he was going to be we're going to go into this like I'll do this every single week actually we're going to do biggest winners and losers but I'm going to go not, not going off the tangent but we'll talk about the Rafa thing and the Everton thing in a second but I think two clubs like Villa and Leeds would love to win I think it would be great that, that those fan bases would love an FA Cup, especially, or not an FA Cup, a League Cup, or just a trophy in general, because especially given their recent history, they're both just, in the last three years, just come up to the Premier League after a bit of an absence, like Leeds especially, after a bit of a long absence, and Villa as well, you know, historically massive clubs in this country, I think they would love a, um, I think they would love a trophy over European places at this point in time, but We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to get. We'll have to gauge. We'll have to gauge the opinion of the uh, of the fans of the Villa fans and the Leeds fans. Um, but anyway, like like I said, biggest winners and losers of the weekend. It's going to be a bit of a match of the day two spin on this, but like back in the day of Adrian Charles. But the biggest winners of the weekend, um, Brentford goes without saying. The first game, the first win, um, or the first game back in the Premier League or the top tier of English football for the first time in over seventy five years. Um, in their new stadium as well, I think because there was quite poetic that their their fans were sort of denied their last game at Griffin Park, their sort of spiritual home, their you know famous old ground for years and years and years, and you know, they got to see Premier League football for the what well, they're going to see Premier League football for the rest of the season, and um, they played really well. I've only watched the highlights, but and I watched extended highlights, but they you know that Ivan Tony player looks like a great he looks like a he looks like a great player. I think they'll. If they keep playing like that, I think that not every game is going to go that well. Um, they'd want to play Arsenal every single week, but it was yeah they played very very well. And I've, I've obviously Palace playing them this weekend. I'm quite worried, not worried, but it's not going to be an easier game than I thought it would be because obviously everyone thought Arsenal would win. I didn't think Arsenal would win. I think it'd be a score draw because it's Arsenal is still Arsenal, and we'll get onto them in a second. But um, uh, biggest winners of the weekend definitely Brentford because just obviously um, historically just you know sort of moment for them really and for their fans and their, for their club it's been quite a good weekend for them and also I'm going to say Rafa Benitez as well Rafa Benitez the Everton boss and Everton as well not only did they win but obviously it's been kind of surrounded by controversy his appointment because it depends like would you want your like if a, a, a famous like legendary manager from your like most like heated rival club to like say if I 
sort of thing. I can't think of any legendary uh, Brighton managers because there are fucking none. But like Graham Potter or Brian Potter, whatever his fucking name is, he's irrelevant. But um, yeah, you'd be a bit kind of um, yeah, you'd be a bit kind of a pissed off as a fan group. But at the same time. Rafa Benitez, wherever he goes, he wins things. He's, he's a proven winner. And I think um, Everton could be on the cards for... I won't say they'll win something, but they'll go deep in a cup. They'll go deep in one of the cups. I, and I think they're going to take some doing to get into the European places um, because all those teams above them are just so much stronger. And just like down the stretch, like they've proven that they are stronger than Everton because Everton just like slope off so mad, so like crazy, like just mad. They just slope off so mad, man. But, like, yeah, everyone above them, like Leicester, the teams, like, I think Everton are the team who are closest to those teams, but they're still quite a way off because, well, not that much of a way off because they've still got Calvert, Calvert Lewis, um, players like Allen, James Rodriguez, um, Andros Townsend, Damari, Damari Gray, basically the, you know, Merseyside's answer to Robin and Ribery. Um, They've got a dis- and very good nucleus of the squad, so I think I, th- I think they're going to go deep in a cup, maybe win a cup this season. But yeah, one of the biggest two, the two biggest winners this season, this this season, fuck. Um, the first weekend was um, Brentford and Rafa. The biggest losers goes about saying Arsenal. Same old, same old story. Same old Arsenal. Weak as fuck. Weak as piss. They are shit. But you, well, watch them when we play them. They'll probably fucking walk all over us. But it's mad that, yeah, they're, they're it's just, it is the same old thing with Arsenal. I'm not going to um, uh, breathe any more life into it because everyone just knows, but it's just, you can't really, you're not really shocked when you see those results, are you? But yeah, if I was an Arsenal fan, I'd be a bit pissed off. Bit pissed, well, a bit pissed off. Um, and also, Palace are on level points with Manchester City. You wouldn't think that would be a headline as well, would you? <laughs> um, how much does Paul Pot, how much does Graham Souness? Hate Paul Pogba, like the the man is obsessed. It's a bit ridiculous now. I think it's a bit far fetched. Um, fair play to Micah Richards, sort of calling him out and calling because this this the world we live in now. I think it's you know trying to and he he did he, he kind of copped out with her because obviously it's going to be an uncomfortable conversation. And I don't think Graham Souness is like that, but it just it has to beg the question, like, come on, like, you always slag the guy off, but you're not slagging the, the you know, Harry Kane off, who happens to be white sort of thing. So it's, um, it, def- it, it definitely warrants the, you know, the question, you know, to be challenged, definitely, because he's just fucking, it is like a broken record now, Graham Souness. Like, Roy Keane was a bit like this, or he can be a bit like this, Roy Keane, with his constant kind of, because you can, you know what Roy Keane's going to say when he get when he gets on the screen. If some if someone's playing a bit soft, he's going to be like, oh, Jesus, like he's going to just slag them off to high heaven. But it just seems to me like he just has this weird agenda against Paul Pogba. Like, what the fuck did he do? Like, what? what he's he had four assists on the game on uh, on Saturday. They absolutely like blew him out of the park. Like, absolutely smashed Leeds, and Leeds are a decent team. Like, and that's a big game of the first the first game of the season. At Old Trafford, it's just um, like yeah, just put. He just hates him. He just he he's been Graham Souness has been outdated for a long time. I, I still don't know why. I get that he's a kind of footballing legend, but he is very much past like the sort of 
like Roy Keane's a great balance because people my generation grew up watching him the tail end of his career almost. Like to like I remember I started really watching football like 2002, 2000, 2001, 2002, and that was like the last few years of his career. Cause I think he retired. Sorry, in two thousand and six, two thousand and seven. But I think. Um, Graham Souness has been long retired, and he's not managed. He's not managed a top-flight team in a long time. I will always remember this this quote he said about Drogba in the uh, Champions League semi-final. That was Barca versus Chelsea, obviously, and it was the second leg at Barca in the new Camp. And he was like, "He cannot come here. He cannot come here and antagonise this home crowd. He's got another thing coming if he's gonna if he's gonna do this or something." It's like this is all coming from the man who, when he was Galatasaray manager planted the Galatasaray flag in the middle of the Fenerbahce fucking pitch. Like, shut up, Graham. Sorry about the dogs, by the way, in the background. But, yeah, Graham Souness, I think he's just, it's time for him to sort of get get going, really, because Sky and these broadcasters like that, they're all about getting young people on side. Just look at, you know, you know, cricket as a you know governing body as well. They're trying to get young people on side with the sort of the 100. But, um... Completely, di- completely digress there, but like Graham Souness, he needs. To, I think he's just so heavily outdated. Everyone else like matches up on there. I think they're brilliant. Like adding um, Mika Richards in there is like a touch of like touch of brilliance. Like Gary Neville, you know what he's going to get. You know what he's going to get from him. Like him and Carragher, like the best duo on TV. And Alex Scott as well. She's fantastic. She's absolutely brilliant as a broadcaster. But Souness is just always like. I, I just it, it, he's always seems to be outdated. He's, 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 Sorry about that. I was uh, cut off for a little bit of a second because um, uh, my stepdad came in to put something in the fridge. I'm working in the office today. Well, recording in the office today. But yeah. Anyway, complete digression. Um, yeah, Graham Souness is completely outdated. Get him out and uh, get him gone. Fuck him. Who cares? <laughs> Come at me. Um, less about football. Um, what else has been going on uh, in the world today? I've also t- the world today this week, really. Um, I was going to talk a bit more about Palace. I won't talk about Palace. Um, I watched this film the other day, Beckett, with my family. Ridiculous film, stupid film. If you don't want spoilers, I'll I'll advise you to not listen to this bit. But it's um basically about um it's Denzel Washington's son, I think, in it, and his girlfriend. They're on holiday. These American tourists are on holiday in Greece. And they travel from Athens to this like remote Greek town. You don't see them travel from there. You just see them in there saying, oh, I'm so happy we're not in Athens because there's going to be a protest in Athens. They, unfortunately, as an accident happens, something happens, you know, and this, you know, the Denzel Washington's son, Beckett, his character, is now fleeing. Like, he's he's caught up by police. Like, they, um, uh, they take him in. They, they kind of question him. And then, um, blah, 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 blah. But um, because he sees someone, he sees like a boy who's missing. They like they want to kill him. They're like absolutely like gung ho on trying to kill this man. And he's like traveling from this remote Greek town to Athens within like four days. And it's just he's trying to get to the American embassy. He gets to the American embassy. It's a massive hoo ha about that. It's just I'm not explaining the film really really well. But it's not a very good film. <laughs> Let's be straight. All ends on a kind of like really. What the fuck? Because it has that guy in from Narcos, Narcos in it, the detective, not um, not Pena, not um, Prince Oberyn, but the other guy. I can't remember his name. He's like, I think it's called Boyd Hulbrook. Boyd Hulbrook. 
But um, yeah, no, very a very underwhelming film, and it's a really long film as well. It just you feel like you're getting somewhere, and then you don't you don't get somewhere, um, and it's a bit shite actually. But yeah, watch it if you want to watch it. Build your own opinion, but I'm saying don't fucking watch it. It's shite. Um, also had a curry. I, oh, I just in my list because I make a list of um, uh, topics as well, like topics. Football's back. Go over the results. Um, biggest winners and losers, etc., etc., etc. Fans are back in the stadium, etc., etc., etc. I've just one of these notes has just put curry. I'm not sure if I was reminding myself to have a curry or to maybe get a curry or I want to talk about curry. But I had a curry on Saturday night, and it was the first like curry I'd had in ages. I've been to places in Nottingham called this place called Mowgli, which is a really really nice place, really nice spot, but. It's not a place you want to go if you want to kind of if you want a curry if you want a full like you know tandoori experience like full like curry house experience so it's a bit more of a I don't know like a date night place or if you want to take somewhere someone to like a nice restaurant you take your friend to a nice restaurant if you're in Nottingham um, take him to Mowgli I think when well Connor and I and his girlfriend she was talking about her friend going to she'd never had a curry before. And she was going to, the, her and her friends were going to take her to Mowgli. And I was like, that's the bit of a, you wouldn't really, for someone's first curry, you want to take them to like somewhere it's like really, really kind of authentic, authentically, authentically Indian. I can't fucking speak today. But um, yeah, but nevertheless, Mowgli, great, great spot, great food, great people, great stuff. Hey, what else? Yeah, curry out of chicken tikka, chicken tikka dansak, akima naan. I bought it from because my stepdad helped me move on Saturday. Obviously, a bit of a faff for him coming up with his van, um, and I thought I'd pay, I'd buy some, buy us all a curry. Forty-seven quid, forty-seven fucking quid for um, a curry. So is that is that, I've like I said I've not bought a curry in a long time. Is that cheap? Is that expensive? This is for three people, mind. And we all had. I had a Dan Sack. My mum had a Jal Frazee. He probably had a korma because he thinks yogurt is spicy, my stepdad. And there was like two naans. Mine came with pilau rice. There was, I think my mum had an egg fried rice. It's like egg fried fucking rice with your curry. And I can't slag off too much because I have had egg fried rice with my curry. But I've seen the light of, you know, it's maybe had mushroom fried rice. But um, yeah, it's 47 quid. Cheap or expensive for a curry? Like I've not, I've not had one in a long while, and it is banging. I didn't realize how much food it was as well because it just I couldn't finish all of it. I know you, I know what you're thinking, Liam. You're a fat cat, like you know, fucking hell. Um, but no, I couldn't finish all of it, so it was a bit of a, a bit. I was stuck in struggle forest. Um, other things, obviously, moving back to the fens, like more scenic walks. I'm loving these walks. Like, obviously, in Nottingham, it was a bit... Where I lived on Mansfield Road, like, I had Woodfort Park, and if we want to go a bit further out, there's Gedling Country Park, and if you want to kind of hop in the car to Woolerton Park, Woolerton's gorgeous park, but there's, like... there's I found, like, so many... Well, throughout the years, I'm from here, but there's so many nice spots. I'd like to go for a walk. It's absolutely gorgeous at night, and there's this one spot as well um, down the row in as opposite cherry rise in Sutton where you go down there and it's like kind of it's next to it's like a kind of stables but like you there's like a walkway and you can walk along it and then like walk behind like walk behind the path 
And I think you can kind of walk along, basically, if you walk further enough, you're walking to Haddenham. No, 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 you're fuck, fuck that, not just the other way. You're walking towards um, Eareth, sorry. So absolutely gorgeous views in the evening time in the Fens. Gorgeous place. Uh, I've really come to appreciate it more than uh, how than I've got as I've got older as well. But in a few months' time, I'll be like a cage rat when I want to move. But but at the moment, I'm really really enjoying. I don't think I'll ever get tired of those views. They're just absolutely gorgeous. And I went to the Sutton Gold the other day, which if people know is kind of like a body of water, and you can walk along the bank and stuff. It's absolutely gorgeous down there when the weather's just right. And it's a shame the anchor's not not there anymore. Like this this pub, this pub I used to work at, this like restaurant, which is um no more but they've just had a paint job done so maybe someone's bought it maybe it's having a resurgence who knows let's hope because that's a great spot that was a really like one of the at the time obviously I probably pissed and moaned about working there but I really really enjoyed like looking back it was a really like fun place to work because just quite historically quite cool in the area and all that stuff you could you'd have people come in from like years like who people who've been coming here for years and years like either eating or coming because it used to be like a big drinking pub but it turned into like a bit of a gourmet a gourmet place and yeah hopefully that can get a bit of a resurgence and also Ely has a Papa John's what um crazy shout out Arthur for giving that information also back to football but the the draft fantasy which i'm a part of i think i came well obviously first weekend winners and losers to this one let's have a look at this one so where's the league where's the league just a bit a bit lost with this one my points i got 46 points in the first week i think i came fifth out of a i'm fifth at the moment in the table Where's the fucking table? Here it is. So, uh, the Swan and Pedo, Isaac is top. Um, uh, Faster Pasta shout out. Josh is uh, second. Arthur's third. Theo's fourth. I'm fifth. Jack is sixth. Rob is seventh. And Noah is eighth. So, a respectable fifth place. 46 points. I've got a point behind Theo. So, um, I'm coming for those top four spots. Um, well, I want to go for the for the top spot essentially, but well off the pace with regards to that because fucking Isaac got 81 points in the first weekend. That's absolutely stupid. But I got in regular fantasy, I got my average is 69, nice, and uh, my my actual score was 83. So that's pretty good going for a first weekend. You just got to get fucking Salah and Fernandez in there. You just got to get Salah and Fernandez in there, like, but, um, yeah, fantasy. Enough about football as well for now. We'll wrap this up as well. Uh, podcast, just checking in, really, just kind of saying hi. Not much to really talk about. There's a few things, because yesterday, I, Top Fives is coming back, and I'm not going to say a definitive date, but the next one is in the books. The boys who just want to do it, they want to do it in, per, in person, have a few drinks beforehand and get a bit leery, but if I might have to, you know, fucking put the foot down and say boys we've got to do this for the people and do it via zoom whatever we'll sort something out but the next one is planned the topic is planned so you'll you'll see that and also there's going to be a series of episodes these special special episodes called camp chronicles as you know i went to camp america for two years with um connor and our friend liam and obviously jamie and danny shout out big dogs um, so basically going to do a, a group of like five or six episodes featuring different people I went to camp with um, over those two years 
talking about different things because everyone has got about a thousand stories. It's going to be very like laid back, like cool, like just, I'm not going to say cool, a very laid back kind of conversation, but and hopefully have a few laughs as well. So looking forward to that, looking forward to kind of getting getting into that and kind of recording those sessions as well with um, a lot of like fun people. So really looking forward to those. Um, other than that, pretty much all it's all systems go from there to be honest it's just a business as usual it's friday tomorrow it's thursday thirsty thursday thirsty thursday um hope you have a nice hope you enjoy the rest of your week guys hope you enjoy the your weekend it's bank holiday next weekend as well um i'm buzzing for next bank holiday weekend i've got a fucking sketch on son i've got a fucking schedule on so friday i think i'm going to be drinking out with my mates i'm basically going to spend the weekend in london i'm going to london this weekend as well and so basically spending the week the bank holiday weekend in London uh, next weekend I'm going Friday night I'm having drinks um, Saturday evening I'm at a wedding a Sunday sort of chill and stuff and then Monday I'm at All Points East with my, fr- my good friend Gabby um, and with another couple of friends as well a couple of mates also so there on that weekend it's going to be fun it's going to be fucking fantastic I'm not going to we out here this weekend because I thought I was going to move this weekend but I wasn't but regardless sold the ticket but if you are going to we out here festival um stay safe um have a great time and yeah just have a fucking have a drink for me uh anyway that wrap about wraps it up for this week guys hope you've enjoyed this week's episode bit football heavy but i didn't really plan much i'm quite busy with work this week so um regardless hope you enjoyed it um make sure you like and comment on the insta if you follow if you if you follow the instagram posts if you follow the Instagram page, sorry, make sure you like and comment on the Instagram posts and uh, trying to break that algorithm, trying to help help your boy out. Just help me out. Help help me help you. I'm giving you this. You give me that. Give me the likes. Give me the comments. Help break the algorithm. Get your boy recognised. Um, uh, but yeah, if you haven't subscribed or if you haven't subscribed to the channel, then please fucking do. Um, and also, uh, yeah, follow the Instagram page and follow the Facebook page at Voice Notes Podcast on all platforms so it's not on twitter just if you want to follow me on twitter follow me on twitter i don't really follow i don't really tweet much but um yeah help me out follow this follow me on the socials excuse me um also rest in peace gerd muller the german footballing legend uh obviously famous for you know about a thousand goals for Bayern munich and he scored the winner in the 1974 world cup final um against against holland shakespeare football um and also, rest in peace to Sean Locke, um, comedian, like one of the funniest guys ever. Like, just proper, quite, kind of shocked actually um, looking at this, but you're not really surprised because he's quite a low key guy and stuff. But yeah, rest in peace. I've, I imagine, I remember like seeing him, or when you watched him, you couldn't help, like, he was just hilarious. He was just always, he's one of them people, you, you know, you watch certain comedians and you think, oh, they're either good or they're like, they have good moments and they have like a bit shit moments. But he was always funny on everything he ever did, like on 8 out, 10, 8 out of 10 Cats, 8 out of 10 Cats Does Countdown, QI, if he was on ever on that, and obviously like other panel shows, and his stand-up was pretty funny as well. So why I imagined him, like, because obviously everyone likes to think that their dad is quite funny, like their dad is like uniquely funny, but he like personified like the funniest dad like like f- the most funny dad humor ever i thought i just that's what i that's what i kind of perceived him as and not sure if that's a compliment or not but he was like the funniest like dad figure ever pretty much so 
Um, rest in peace to him, like an absolutely amazing comedian, and goes to show how much he was respected by the amount of tributes that are coming in from like like highly regarded comedians like Eddie Izzard, Russell Brand, like Jimmy Carr, obviously, all those guys. But yeah, rest in peace to those guys. Um, but anyway. Uh, I'm not going to be I'm not going to go all this morning on you and kind of like have a shit moment and then go ah, here's the happy bit but anyway um, but have a great weekend guys um, stay safe we'll see you next week for more um, exhilarating content as per usual here on the voice notes podcast make sure you're following me on all social media platforms make sure you're subscribed to this on Spotify and on SoundCloud check it out on there I'm going to try and get on iTunes soon and um, yeah big plans for the podcast in the next few months but yeah Keep um uh, keep showing your support. Appreciate the support as per usual. Liam, would you ever shut the fuck up? Yes, I will. Have a great weekend, guys. Stay safe, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>